Wake up, world. You're now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm Devon Pouncey. We're back in the lab. We took a little bit of a week off. Uh, we had Memorial Weekend. Everybody was scattered. D-Boy and Juma Black back in the place today. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? Yo, 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 it's D-Boy. There he goes. There he goes. But, yeah, so Memorial Weekend, we took off. Uh, D-Boy, you you hosted a lot of events that weekend. You did, bro. I see so yeah. many, like you six, doing bro. Your one too. So cracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hosted a so lot of it. events. Juma, you went down south. Right. Went down to Black Hollywood. Out there in the A. In the A-Town. How was that, man? It was, it was, it was an experience. Right. <laughs> it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Got to see my nephew graduate, walk across that stage with honors. There we you go. You know what I'm saying? He had a couple different uh, <clears throat> awards that he had won and all of that. Uh, met up with a couple of cats that I know out there that do music that's in the music game. Right. You know there you go. And uh, then got stuck in the airport on my way back. <laughs> oh, so, man. Wow. That's never fun. whole lot of everything, but it's good you got to do that, though. Right. For sure. Yeah, but uh, let's get straight into it. So, over the weekend, I, I don't even want to know if I call this the privilege just yet, but I definitely had the opportunity to go see Russell Wilson and Sierra do their press release right here in Portland. It's a privilege. That's privilege. It's a privilege. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's work, it's duty as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, I'm, I'm privileged to be able to go and do that. But either way, I, I went and saw Russell Wilson and Sierra. They had their press release here because they are now officially investing into the Portland Diamond Project, which is attempting to bring MLB, Major League Baseball, here to Portland. Mm-hmm. And so... It was real interesting, and it was interesting on a few different levels because, first off, it's dope. Russell Wilson and Sierra are each their own individual entity in this investment. So they're not investing as a couple. Mm. Obviously, they are a couple, but Sierra's putting her own money in to invest in the Portland Diamond Project and be minority owner of a team if it ever comes to Portland. Russell Wilson is doing the same and putting his own bag in to be minority minority owner of this team and, you know, bring baseball to Portland. But what was interesting to me about it was the owner, Russell Westbrook, the event, I mean, Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Wilson, <laughs> I'm, I'm in basketball mode right now, <laughs> right. as you can see. We still got We know where you're going with that, man. <laughs> but, anywho, but anywho, the owner and, invest, and investor, Russell Wilson, was a little bit different from what we've come to know Russell Wilson as an NFL player and a quarterback was for the Seattle Seahawks. Was it a little Seahawks. bit or a lot of bit different? It was a little bit. <laughs> the reason why I say a little bit, because I don't think he was necessarily out of his element. Russell Wilson has always been good with being able to speak with media and talk with media, but it's been more of a situation where he was good at protecting his brand. We always knew Russell Wilson to be super clean. He didn't really dig into the politics too much, although he was playing on probably, at the time, the most political team in the NFL. I think now it's the Philadelphia Eagles. But before that, during those Super Bowl runs and the long stretch of consecutive playoff appearances, you had Marshawn Lynch over there. You had Richard Sherman over there. You had Michael Bennett over there. So the Seahawks were a very political team that was receiving a lot of pub. Right, and right. you didn't really see Russell Wilson get involved in talking about the same things that his teammates were talking about. And some people would say that they didn't even really get along partially because of that, because 
Russell played, you know, he was a quarterback, had a clean clean image, kept a clean image, and those other guys were were willing to get a little bit more out there as far as talking about politics and race race issues and et cetera. So I think it was interesting because one thing that Russell Wilson harped on was he wants to get African-American kids back into playing the sport of baseball. I think I that's it. dope. I love it. I love it, I too. D-Boy, you, play, you grew Man, up playing I baseball. It. I grew that up playing baseball. That's how I ever got introduced to Oregon was through baseball. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I can respect that. And then Sierra, she's taking it from a stance of, I get to be a female owner of a professional sports team, and there's a very small percentage of female owners, whether it be minority or majority, of female owners in professional sports. So she's obviously kind of riding the women empowerment wave that's happening right now where women are stepping up and taking roles, big roles and big positions, and trying to fill voids that, you know, they haven't really gotten to fill yet because – Oppression, if we want to just keep it real and just, you know, stereotypes and especially her being a black woman. I think that was very important to her as well, is that she's not only a woman, but she's a black woman that's stepping in a position to invest her money and ultimately minority own this team if it ends up coming to Portland. Now, although I like that, I like that a lot. I'm still interested to see and hear a lot more because it'll eventually get to a point where the city will either approve or disapprove this diamond project to be able to break ground on wherever it is that they're willing to build a stadium or that the city would be willing to let them build a stadium. Because then you have to deal with the politics of housing. You have to deal with the politics of what is this doing to this city as far as gentrification is concerned? And we all know that we're in a political climate right now where people are going to be outspoken when it comes to these type of issues. So you're dealing with city issues. And we know Portland is a place that takes pride in protesting and standing for what they believe in. And Portland is very out there and open about that. So, Man, this city is growing hella fast, hella quick right now. And they got to do big shit, period. You feel me? I think they going to go for it. I think it's plenty of room, plenty of space, plenty of money, obviously, and plenty of resources to where it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? They take right. pride in sports. They love sports, every kind of sports. People going to come out. It's going to be a revenue. Stri- it's going to work, period. You feel for, me? For, for me, I believe this is a Paul Allen region, being the Northwest. Russell Wilson <clears throat> Russell Wilson is not here just by chance. You know what I'm saying? I believe that Paul Allen is, is a silent partner well, in uh, yeah. all of this. So it's going to happen. Right. I think because. that's I think that's interesting that you say that, but I will say this because I was there at the press release. Russell Wilson was asked if he went and got any advice or has talked to Paul Allen about owning a team, and Russell Wilson said no. So like you said, it would have to be really silent. Maybe Paul Allen is trying to stay out of this and let Russell Wilson really get his shine. Right. Because if Russell Wilson does admit that he's he's talking with Paul Allen, people are going to figure either he's an investor or this That's is kind of. Russell Wilson yeah. would have more. I think Russell Wilson has more of an impact. I would say not not by just. I think in a different kind of way. What I mean right. by impact is like a new face. Like we know Paul. Like you said, you. So much so that you think he's involved even in this, maybe. You right, feel me? But right. with this story, I guess, behind it, with the black in baseball and the 
uh, Sierra. You know, I think yeah. it's just a bigger, impactful. Right. The people want to get behind well, that more than a Paul Allen. And exactly. I think, and I think, as far as the Diamond Project is concerned, they did that for a reason. They went and got a celebrity. In this case, they were able to get a celebrity couple. Right. Because Sierra's probably, you know, outside of the sports world, she's probably a lot more popular than Russell Wilson is for all of the phenomenal things she's done in the music industry. Right. But we're in a climate in a day and age today where platform and celebrity are playing a huge role in politics. Obviously, starting from the president, we can go into we can go into football and what's right. happening Colin with these Kaepernick. athletes. Colin Kaepernick. We can go into just last week. Trump had Kim Kardashian at the White House to talk about prison reform. Right. Kim Kardashian. So, as far as the the Portland Diamond Project is concerned, yeah, you definitely need a celebrity face with Russell Wilson, as I mentioned, with baseball kind of being that America's pastime. They like to keep it a pure sport. Russell Wilson has definitely been able to keep that good, clean image while playing his sport and not really be controversial, even in, in the midst of playing on probably the most controversial team in the NFL, he's been able to keep that clean image. And now, like I said, maybe we're getting the real uh, Russell Wilson if he really is doing this for blacks in baseball because, obviously, it's money involved in this, too. So you still really don't know. And they're in the very beginning stages right now of getting this thing figured out that you don't really know the direction that this whole thing is going to go in. It's a long-term project. But I'm interested to see how he's really going to react and respond to society issues because Portland is a place that will test you. Yeah. Portland will test you. Sure. And 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 with that being said, I don't want it to be a case where he's saying the right things just to be able to get people comfortable that may not really be all the way with the MLB to Portland move right now, but also he deals with these people. He knows these people that he's dealing with with the Portland Diamond Project. He's in a different social class, yeah. and he knows how to relate to them as well. So. Right. And obviously, like I said, when money's involved, you just never know. I believe it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think it's money in a picture perfect I don't see story. It not not happening. It's been in talks for what four years now. It's been in talks. Them. It's been in talks for a lot of years because they're using a grant from back in two thousand two to help them. Right. You know that the grant that the city had back in two thousand two when this almost happened, and, they and build now they have, oh, money. and right. now they have a bunch of private investors Please. that are covering I, the rest of let them. Let me <laughs> private invest right. my ass in this shit because it's happening. Right. By yeah. Two thousand. But they're supposed to be building the stadium right there by the the motor they, city, right? They, hey. No, no, no. Right now, as of right now, they say they have four perspective sites. What they did was Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, we don't really know him yet. They've talked about a couple of them, but we don't know all four. But what happened the day of the press release, which I would say had a little bit more of a social or a mixer type of vibe, and then they showed up, mm -hmm. and obviously the cameras and the microphones came out. But right. Russell Wilson had a quarterback camp, I believe, that morning at the Nike campus. Right. He caught a chopper, a helicopter. He and Sierra flew off the Nike campus, looked over the city, looked over the four prospective sites, landed, and got escorted to the location where we had the press release at. And I thought that was pretty interesting because today it also came out that they're looking within the city of Portland, and there are also some potential sites that they're looking at that may be in the suburbs of Portland so like as well. Stadium? I mean... 
obviously they can't build over that. They probably would have to pick a different place, but it's land I'm sure out there right. that looked good to them where they can build a stadium there. But I don't think it would have anything to do with Hillsborough Stadium. It'll have to be a lot bigger than that if we're talking MLB. Right. But I think they can expand on what's already there though and, and right. kind of make I mean, make I don't know. They're they're being very secretive about it. Even when asked, Russell Wilson was asked, he and Sierra, I should say, was asked. What was your favorite site? Like, you got to fly over and see four sites. Was there one in particular that you liked? And they were like, uh, yeah, there was one that we liked in particular, but we can't tell you what it is. So they're still withholding some things. They're still right. keeping some stuff back. They just wanted to make that big announcement. And, hey, it got the reaction of the mayor as well. The, re the mayor tweeted out that he was liking what the Portland Diamond Group is doing and the improvements and the strides that they're making that they're making right now to get baseball to Portland. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It can. It's going to happen. happen. It can I, happen. I believe it. It's going to happen. It, it can happen. Like I said, I just really, really hope because they're, they're utilizing their platform, and they do know that, hey. and they express that they're utilizing their platform. Hey, Juma, I want you to go to the Bay and yeah. go to Vallejo and ask them what kind of money or grants they attached to from 2002. Bet you won't find none. <laughs> Man, please. If they got money from 2002, right. grants from 2002, yeah. it's happening. They do. It's please. happening, man. And Russell Wilson and Sierra and uh, the private investors. Right. Yeah, they got the in money. The big time. And right That's what we know. In they Oregon. got the money. I know they got the space. Like, right. All the eyes is for them. I don't in, think in, in clean Oregon cut Russell. Growing like like yeah. a wildfire right a now, Exactly. Man. I don't so, think Russell Wilson would even be attached if with it something that got a high really fill happen. rate. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Russell and to, Sierra, I think it's, yeah, and I think, I think that's it's important. Very likely with that. I think that's yeah. important that we include Sierra in this, yeah, for sure. Because, because, like I said, obviously it's easy to include them. I've seen articles that says a Russell Wilson and wife investing in MLB yeah, to Portland. Sierra is huge. She's yeah. bigger than Russell She's Wilson. If than you Russell ask Wilson. her celebrity, I, look, she I, look, is, I looked at her sure. Instagram today. She got eighteen point three million yeah, followers. He got three point three million followers. Exactly. Her celebrity so is much bigger than her husband's. Right. So you might need to be saying Sierra and husband. She got right. the girls and she got like the sex appeal. You know what I mean? Right. She's got both sides. She's an R and B singer. You right. feel me? Yeah, like, pop singer. She's yeah, a pop singer. Really, if you really want to take it there, she's a pop singer. So. So with that being said, I think it's very important to see that she's willing to invest in this and she's willing to utilize her own name and and distinguish my name is separate from Russell Wilson when it comes to this investment. Obviously, we're doing it together. We both believe in it. We're in it for the long run. But make sure you know, I'm not putting, we're not com combining here and putting our money together to do this. Right. I got I got a mission at hand too in doing this. So like I said, they're making some of the right moves. It was smart to get a celebrity face to really show the city that, hey, we're really on this, but we still got to see. So it's safe to say that their future is very bright. 80-20% rate with me. 80-20. Was, was that pun intended there, Joma? Of course. <laughs> oh, the future is bright. Brighter than oh, my hair. Brighter than my hair. Brighter On that, we're going to segue into the NBA. <laughs> Let's talk some NBA. To this NBA talk. Let's talk some NBA. I'm going to start it because I'm not going to sit here and run away from a debate that we've been having the last few podcast episodes here where LeBron James 
was able to lead the Cleveland Cavaliers in seven games over the Boston Celtics without their two best players. Guess what, y'all? I got paid. I without their two best players. Without their two best players. I, I want to see, see the men knock off the Warriors this year. That's not going to happen. Huh? I want to see what? it, man. JR, JR killed that the noise. The man is playing at too hey, high listen, of a level. Bro. No, no, this is what I'm saying. Bro. It's just one year. The Warriors got plenty more years to get there and do their thing. I don't know. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Bro, like I this. want to see LeBron we win do. this It would year. be nice. Everybody listen, said listen. it wasn't going to happen when they won 73 games and listen. they was up 3-1. Everybody said it wasn't going to happen. could have made me the, side LeBron with has you. never been up on the Warriors one game listen, or two games listen. after the first two games. Did the Warriors have KD when they went 73? No. It don't no. matter. It, uh, does, it, it matters it, more than a whole lot it matters. Y'all been watching the same it, games as me, bro. bro KD has I, not can, really been that guy can, can whatsoever. I get a, wow. <laughs> wow. Did you I'm just trying. say that? Hey, yes, he has right. not, bro. This Y'all seen the way he was playing against right Houston? Now. Wow. Let's you, go you, pull you up the Durant's stats. Listen, let me tell you. Let me break this down. You can you go. Talk. You can go get the numbers and the mm-hmm. analytics, but I'm Bro, just gonna. I'm just gonna talk basketball. Some shit. Hey. I'm just gonna talk basketball. Jimmy, you full of shit today. You I don't have know to, what you talking about? Bro. You you gotta keep all the way in on Kevin Durant because he can he can erupt on you night in and night out. Okay, I hear that. You already got a team with the two best shooters in the world on it, and then you add. Probably the best scorer in the world. And I would say Kevin Durant is also a top 10 Bro, shooter. You know Plus, got, he's a seven-footer. I, hold on, wait. I got a lot of love for you. But if I go back and read these, I got to say you full of shit. Kevin Durant. Game had, three and four no, listen, against Houston. Listen, Kevin Durant or four just had five. 26 points on 10 of 14 shooting. Efficient. That is efficient as it gets. That was game two. That was game two. He just said the last two games he didn't do No, no, I was was talking about the Houston series in a game. That's it. This series, you can't jump to that. No, because he's been playing from game game four, game five. Matter of fact, game six and game one is efficient. 10 of 14. Why are we talking about it? What was his shooting percentage in game one? Go you go ahead and go find game that. One. Game I two, you it ain't game two, be that he might have played. I didn't watch game two. I don't Better care what his one, shooting percentage is. The, the problem is, I don't care what his shooting percentage is. I don't care if Kevin Durant didn't score a single point in either one of those games. I don't yeah, you do. He right is now. no, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, you I just don't. Said, you he just is said, a bro, Durant. The I reason said, why they they won game one was because of J.R. Smith. Y'all was just like, oh, Jr. basically Jr. blew the game for Cleveland. He did blow the okay, game so for Cleveland, Kevin, but that, that don't mean Kevin Durant didn't do shit. Wow. Un- until until OT, <laughs> wow. until overtime, Kevin Durant. Ain't wow. You just told me you ain't watched the game, so I, really, <laughs> I said I didn't watch game two. I know. Listen, I didn't watch game two. Listen, I watched game one. This is what I'm telling you. If Kevin Durant scored zero points in game one, game who, game blue. I don't care what game it is. The Kevin Durant, if he scores zero points, he still has a huge effect on the game. He still has a huge effect on the series. And he still has a huge effect on this Warriors team, regardless if they didn't go 73 so and 9 this year. They didn't y'all go 73 and 9 last year either. Sweep Cleveland. The Warriors going to sweep Cleveland. If they don't sweep them, they'll probably sweep them like gentlemen and Durant, end them in five and Durant, come home. Durant had 26 in the uh, first game, too. It was a lot less efficient. Tw- 26, eight what was he? How much, what, what was 8 of 22. 8 of 22. That's what I'm saying. He's been playing. 
He did, he was playing like that in on the a last bad series. night. He hit for twenty six points. On a you, bad you're night. talking about a bad <laughs> night. He hit for twenty six, bro. What bro. I'm telling you, let, let me finish one time. That he took twenty two shots to get that. So fucking what he got? Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and hella other motherfuckers on his right, team that can pick up that slack. Barely won, bro, by, and they by didn't the barely win game two. By the referees calling two bogus calls. We agree with you. We agree with you. Going to reverse a call that they shouldn't even been looking at, bro. Bro,我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的比赛。我们是你们的
The Warriors the seven. But let me tell you the problem with that. Houston has built its team. Houston, first of all, won 65 games this year. They had the best record Which in the means NBA. Wait a minute. Wait a we minute. can't talk about regular season because that Wait a means minute. absolutely Wait nothing. Wait a minute. They got there to be able to take the Golden State Warriors to seven games. Check and I will also no, they got, say they, they, was Houston, put, they were built to knock game. the Warriors off. Uh-huh. That's, the point, exactly. My, that's that the point exactly. That's the point that I was That was the point I was just getting ready to get to. Houston built their entire team to be able to match up with Golden State, and they still didn't get the job done. This LeBron team that he has, this isn't even his team. We're used to seeing LeBron play with his team. Now, I will say, he's playing phenomenal basketball. Who can deny that? Nobody. You're a fool if you are going to deny that. But this team is not the same as him having a Kyrie Irving in his corner, which they still lost in five games last year. Him having a Kevin Love as a third option. He's got to rely on Kevin Love as a second option. And we obviously have seen Kevin Love play a lot better basketball. I'm not saying he's playing bad basketball, but the help is not the same as he when he had Kyrie Irving there. And you're playing Playing against a team that, like I said, really the best team ever. You're not playing against Toronto or and that's Indiana. why I said that's why I want to see LeBron win. I want to see LeBron go seven games with if the he guys. wins, even if he don't win. If he wins, I want to see him go, go seven. If I want to even see him go seven. It's not likely. It's not likely. It's just not likely. If I you're can't believe on, that you, man. You it's thought, not likely, bro. Do you see? Bro, do you see that you throwing out hundred? It's not likely. Do you see the zone that this man is bro, in, bro? You just threw me a free hundred, bro. He is in a I'm zone, I'm willing. Bro. Listen, Juma. I'm willing a to zone. even. I'm willing to even almost make the argument that he's the goat. I'm willing to even go that far for me you. Me too. But I'm he not because the, the way he's playing, he's life, playing bro. so great it, that so, I. Don't hardly believe anybody could play Warriors, better basketball than that. The Warriors than that. is just that good, bro. It's not taking – like, that's what I think you missing when I'm you – not it, missing. Yes, that is what he's We're not taking – Not taking, good the not taking nothing away they from LeBron. They have years. So they have years. I, but LeBron what I'm saying is – 70 and they'll lose, years, bro. Right. I'm saying their years <laughs> that they I'm can go to, LeBron is there already. LeBron is like, look, but I guess know what? what Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and hella other motherfuckers is there too already. You talking about one person, and then you backing me on, and J.R. Smith gonna be new. J.R. Smith, you gotta go. I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying that they finna sweep the Warriors. I, I know you're not. Like they can't. I'm saying they they're, gonna win. <laughs> they're gonna win the next two games. Them. They're gonna win the next I two wanna, games. I do wanna, I do wanna talk about something though, right quick. And it's still, it's still I having bet. to deal with basketball, and it's still having He's to deal with LeBron. One. Yeah, I, I gotta get out of that because hey, that's just not we where we're at right now. Live on but listen, I wanna, I wanna still talk about LeBron and this conversation of him being the goat. And the reason why I want to talk about it because I see a lot of people out there coming out and saying, oh, it's too hard to compare errors. I have a big problem with that because the general consensus in the basketball world for the last two decades, the last 20 years, it was, what, 98 when Mm -hmm. Jordan won that last title? We're in 2018 right now. So for the last two decades, the general consensus amongst the basketball world is that Jordan was the GOAT. Or is the GOAT, I should say. They were saying that while he was still playing. So, to my point, it's not like Jordan's era of basketball was the first great era of basketball. It's not like there wasn't a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a Wilt Chamberlain, a Magic Johnson, a Larry Bird, a Dr. J that came before him. But we were able to definitively say that Michael Jordan was the GOAT because he was able to do something different with the game of basketball 
I think he was the first true backcourt player that was able to lead a dynasty, a real dynasty. Yeah, you had Isaiah Thomas, who had his couple of championships with the Pistons. What about Magic? You had Magic, but this is my problem with Magic. Although Magic was a point guard, Magic was 6'10", 6'9". Magic Magic had the size. He was special because of the style of player he was in an era where there were no point guards like that. But I still consider Jordan to be 6'6", and to be able to lead his team to six championships, we were used to seeing Bill Russell win 11. We were used to seeing Kareem win five. And like I said, even if you talk about Magic or if you talk about the Boston Celtics and what they were able to do, Larry Bird was 6'9". They were still, their frame was a lot bigger. Magic was able to, when Kareem had to go out in the finals, Magic was able to go play the five and still lead them to a, to a championship because he matched up there. But with Jordan, I think we saw something different with him as being a backcourt player and literally having the league on lock, bar none. So to say that we can't compare errors, and now I think LeBron James is doing a lot of incredible things and in what I would say is the best era of basketball right now for several different reasons, I don't want to hear the we can't compare errors deal because we absolutely can. I agree with you. I think we could compare errors. I think everybody who say that is just caught up in feeling like they time was the best time and everything yep. like everything else. I but agree. I think it's a lot of credible references as to why you could say this is the most competitive time of basketball collectively in the NBA as it's ever been, which I just sat here and heard an OG at Applebee's tell me that I'm completely full of shit, so I know what you're talking yeah. about, and I don't think I'm full of shit. And the second half of this is I watched Jordan play till I was 14 years old. That's when he finished for, for good with the Wizards, right? I'm 28 now. So half my life, obviously the early years, three and four, I couldn't pick it up yet. But, right. you know, till we, I was we 14, I, I was in the game since I came out. Fact. So 14, half my life, I got to see Jordan. Half my life, I got to see LeBron. I ain't seen nothing like LeBron ever. I seen no. a close Kobe, uh, which you can go Kobe, YouTube Kobe, videos. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe to Jordan, you said? Identically. I seen a close Kobe and Jordan relationship. Very comparable for a lot of reasons. But LeBron, the stature, what he's doing, the endurance, this late in the career, everything, I, I think LeBron is the GOAT. I really do. And I wouldn't have said that. Not even maybe a year ago. Yeah. Not even maybe two years. Like, this is very recent mind-changing for me. But when I put everything in perspective, and I think it helps that everything is so accessible with the social media and seeing the off-season workouts and just everything, and then it translating into, I mean, I can't discredit playing every minute of every game damn near. And just, it's the, crazy. It's, it's so it's many incredible. elements to why I'm saying this. It's, it's not just that, it, what he's, you know what I mean? It's right. a lot of factors why, but... I'm starting to think after what I've seen in this playoffs, in this season, um, that he he the best to do it, bro. I'm serious. And I, I can't believe I'm saying it damn near, but I don't I think I sound I crazy. Either. No, you don't. You don't, don't sound crazy. You don't crazy. Sound crazy. No One thing really? that, that, that made me turn on that light, flip that switch, was that, uh, what was the Toronto Raptors series? when he was shooting fadeaway jumpers from damn near one foot inside of the three-point lane. Right, right. And everything was just going pew, boom, yeah. splash. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's what they said at the beginning of this man's career. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. Got that down 15 now. years later, the man is playing as 
the sacrifices that he done made. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Away from his family, yeah. away from his kids. You know what I mean? He been getting that shit. Right. Right. Investing right. in his body. And right. I'm going to tell you another his, thing, man. to his credit, um, or what he was talking about with the errors and shit. LeBron, I, I, I didn't see video footage of Magic Johnson and all the shit. You can't tell me that LeBron wasn't built to... Muscle any of them in either. You can't and, tell me that. You feel me? I, I'm right. glad you I ain't said seen that. no they, basketball they, they player. Got, got you can't muscle. tell me he couldn't fit in the seventies and body some and, shit. And that's the eighties, the nineties, or anything else. This fool is on some freakish next level, unseen shit before. I, I you agree think 100%. he couldn't muscle down Magic Johnson? And, you crazy? And, as fuck. and I agree hundred <laughs> percent. This is why, and this is what I want to say because I think people forget that. This brand of basketball today, back then, they had to rely on playing physical. They had to rely on playing tough because the game was being played a lot closer to the basket. The game was being played inside. And slower. Higher percentage shots. It's slower. You can get away with more inside of traffic. This game now today, all five players on the court can shoot. So now you have to extend out and guard guys on the three-point line or they're going to just nail you and just knock them down. And when you're out there, you can't be as physical because you're on an island. You're not in the middle of a bunch of traffic where you can get away with making dirty plays and making dirty so moves. Windows you're closed. out there on an island, so now the spacing is better for the offense. These guys can shoot so much better. You can't really be as physical as you played back in that era because you're outside on an island and these players today have every bit of physical ability as those players had back in those days, if not more. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot easier for these players that have the physical ability to do what Michael Jordan is able to do, to do what Wilt, Kareem, whatever the case may be, is able to do. These guys have the same physical ability to do that. It's a lot easier for them to adjust to that than yeah. for players back in the day to have to adjust to having to play on the perimeter the entire time and having to heavily rely on being the toughest guy out there and not the best guy out and, there. And, and, and LeBron would beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one, 11-7. <laughs> <to seven. laughs> 11-7. Yeah, LeBron going to be 6'8", 2'60", He going to be at his face. Every time he missed, Jordan is not going to get the rebound. You feel me? Right. LeBron can, if you tell me no, LeBron they, can they, drive they're not on playing Jordan. Like that. They, playing, they playing uh two dribbles. Man, two I'm telling you, one however shot. they playing, two dribbles, one LeBron winning eleven to seven. I'm sorry, MJ, <laughs> but I see, I seen it both. I feel like I seen it yeah. enough. Clear, I've been, I dove in early enough to know and remember and recall in this shit right here that I'm seeing for a yeah. lot of combined. It's reasons, incredible. It's, it changed yeah. me, bro. It's incredible. And, and I grew up, up really. I grew up as a Kobe fan. I would tell you that Kobe was better than Jordan, and I was a little biased with that. I, I believe you feel me, but. Right. I, I don't think I'm crazy for saying it either, but I but think it could be some that, bias because that really is my right, favorite player right ever. now that Kobe's not even in conversation no, no more. yes, he is. No, he's, he's in not. conversation. No, that gave bro, you some nobody is mentioning Kobe in conversation I'm going to tell you why he's LeBron in conversation. In Jordan. I'm going to tell you why he's in conversation. Because we live in the now. We live in a world that's for right now because it's what we see and we saturate it with, especially with these phones, with social media, with Instagram, two years ago and beyond, everybody was saying, LeBron hasn't reached that plateau. He can't shoot. He doesn't have that same fight and tenacity to end games. I've heard all this for the past 13 years. You get what I'm saying? So it's like we live in the now. Kobe is retired and gone and on some other shit. 
and now in two years because this is what's force fed in your face now it changes like nah he's still in the conversation but lebron at this point in time is doing a damn good job of making his claim to surpass and separate that period. no nobody is saying Oh, LeBron and no, Kobe. No, you're not saying it. Nobody is saying LeBron and Kobe. The headlines are saying they're LeBron saying, and Jordan. Right. LeBron right. and the Jordan. Are and what did I just say? And, and what did Kobe. I just say? That's in the now because of what we're seeing right now. We're seeing him perform at a career best. And, and, and like I did and say. it's in our face right now. I did right. say this as well. Like I said, for the past two decades, it's been a general consensus that Michael Jordan is the best player to ever play the game of basketball. Right. So, I think Kobe is definitely by a long shot in that conversation. He's in the conversation. Easily, he's in the conversation. But you're not going to compare one, two, three. They're not even comparing LeBron to Magic. They're not comparing LeBron. People are throwing in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and everybody else. They're comparing them to Jordan because the general consensus, ha- consensus excuse me, has been that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Right, right now, the LeBron is the best player in the game of basketball. So they're going to compare him to Jordan before they compare him to Kobe. And that's yeah. what I'm but saying. But what I'm saying is the headline is not going to say, is LeBron better than Kobe and Jordan? They wanna, You want to be yeah. better than the best. That beats up, that beefs up your storyline. Exactly. But what I'm saying is be, before, it was Kobe, Jordan, Jordan, Kobe. Right. I agree. Because, it was like Kobe, I said, Jordan, Jordan, Kobe's Kobe. been out of but the league But once LeBron is out seasons. of the league, nobody's going to say, Kobe, LeBron. I disagree with that. LeBron, Kobe. I disagree with that. I'm telling you right now, we're seeing LeBron at his best right now. Two years ago and the whole 13 years before that is what I'm telling you is you just named the reason. You said it. They said he couldn't shoot. They couldn't do He had reasons and flaws in his game where they wasn't even giving them to Kobe. Now, in the last two years, he is making a good push to be better than Kobe Bryant. And that's what we're hearing right now. So after Kobe Bryant is Michael Jordan. I would say I was watching ESPN. They said, I think Chris Broussard said uh, his sixth year in the league was his very best year overall numbers-wise. That was defensively efficiency and offense efficiency combined. They're saying this year he's within the top three years of his best and his greatest, but defensively he's about fifth or something like that in his whole career. So this isn't the this is the, the best that we've seen somebody in their fifteenth year playing, but this really isn't the best LeBron version of LeBron, if that makes sense. What I'm telling you is we found and seen and witnessed flaws in his game multiple times, right. over and over, not taking the last shot. We've been saying you it's expected what? of him to give up the game. It's for these reasons that until these past two years. We haven't been saying that Kobe is not in the conversation. So I, what I'm telling you is it's easy now that Kobe is retired and on to some new stuff and LeBron is at a peak performance yeah. in his career that you're not going to include Kobe Bryant in there. But it's still controversial that if he's even better than Kobe Bryant because of the past 13 seasons, not because of these last two. That's all I'm telling you. But right now we're in the now. They're not going to write about what Kobe Bryant did for the past 13 seasons. They're going to write about the now. And like he said, his predecessor, uh, Michael Jordan, is 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 considered, the, the considered the GOAT. Kobe didn't unanimously take that shadow. away. He was, in his shadow. he was in his shadow. So because that, you're not going to say, is LeBron better than Kobe Jordan? You're going to say, is he better than Jordan? Because we want to know if he's better than the greatest. Period. I think it was something else interesting a couple days ago. Um, one of my boys tweeted, big-time diehard Warrior fan, he tweeted, what players 
in the league challenge challenge LeBron's legacy as being the GOAT the most? And I thought it was an interesting question because my first two off the top. Kevin Durant? No, 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 no. no. My no. first two off the top were Steph Curry and Tim Duncan. To be the what? Hold on, what? To challenge LeBron's legacy as the GOAT. What players would you, you say? Steph? Have, I think Steph Curry. I can't see it. Who you think, bro? I think Steph Curry and I think Tim Duncan for two reasons. First reason, both of those guys beat LeBron James twice in the finals. Both of them beat LeBron James twice in the finals. I say Steph Curry because the two years Steph Curry won MVP, although LeBron was still the best player, Steph Curry became the face of the NBA. As for, well for, as for, as for, well for, as for a snippet. Either way, for a, for a snippet <laughs> to a be snippet. able to LeBron is and LeBron's back to being the face of the NBA again. But what I'm saying is for Steph to be able to come and be the face of the NBA as well as beat you in the finals. Yeah, LeBron beat him in the finals as well. And then Steph beat him again. So I would say Steph Curry is the biggest nemesis just because he's been able to beat him twice. And he was able to gain the status and the popularity in this I league disagree, of LeBron for James. Reasons. Tim I don't Duncan, think Steph Curry on his level at all. I even... think Steph Curry has hit his ceiling. No, you think what? He's hit his ceiling. Sure. I'm not saying Steph Curry is on his level. I think Steph Curry's not the goat. I'm saying who's challenging LeBron as the goat? Who's That's been right. his biggest nemesis in challenging LeBron no, as the goat? Durant. That's not comparing Steph Curry to LeBron James. And then right after those two, because they beat him twice in the finals and they are as great as they are, I picked Kobe because LeBron was in Kobe's shadow for a while up until Kobe started exactly. to decline because of the flaws in LeBron's game, exactly. not being able to shoot. Obviously, Kobe won those couple of championships um, with Gasol and those guys over there. Kobe was bar none the face of the league before LeBron became the face of the league. Without Shaq after they said he couldn't and having a mediocre team. It was Kobe's league. We heard it. It was Kobe's league. league, It was definitely Kobe's league for sure. So those were my top three guys because, like I said, I think Steph really – Steph, I don't think people – people, because Kevin Durant came to the Golden State Warriors, people act like they forget how good and who Steph Curry really is. As if those two back-to-back MVP seasons were flutes. As if he didn't average a triple-double dang there last year in the finals with 26 a game. And, like I said, nearly 10 assists and nearly 10 rebounds. This year, right now, he's on pace to be the finals MVP. I think Steph Curry doesn't get enough credit for actually being the heart and soul of that Golden State Warriors team because of talent as good as Kevin Durant showed up. So after, after LeBron retires, who do you see as the face of the NBA? Steph Curry. Steph? Because I damn near see him. I, it's like it damn near coexists right now. My point exactly. Me? It damn near coexists right now. I don't never I don't think that he challenges LeBron. I think it just kind of like comes in shadow. I don't think he challenges it because I feel like LeBron been impactful in so many ways. The promise to Cleveland. Like, it's just a storybook type of they, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the damn single mother. It's just so many elements. Like, Steph Curry, dad played in the NBA for, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I think it's just that, I wouldn't even say pretty boy, but that light-skinned Poster little man. Boy. Like, you don't see that, like, challenge in it. You just see it's going to be his next because right now we live in a three-point shooting Steph Curry world right now, to be honest. You feel me? Like, he changed basketball kind of. 
So, and I don't think him and Steph Curry are in the same conversation when no, all is said no. and done and being on the list of greatness. But what I'm saying is, in a league where LeBron James was the face after Kobe Bryant, the guy the who has one. challenged yeah. that the most has been Steph Curry. I just think challenge is the wrong word, but I think, yeah. I, 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 well, I because think that... I'm saying challenge because it's LeBron's legacy as a whole that's being challenged. So it's not being challenged by, is Steph Curry's legacy better than LeBron's legacy? Basically, I'm saying that Steph Curry has been the biggest hurdle in LeBron's legacy because of the reasons that we've said. But I'm not saying Steph Curry's legacy is on a high of a, a level or on an even playing field as LeBron's legacy. Legacy as far as each of their individual careers now, are concerned, I, know, I, know what I don't. You're I don't, saying, I don't see anybody under the size of six, 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 being the, one of the greatest. But I think that's why you're goat. missing his point, though. I think he just no. I know child, what he's saying. Yeah, okay, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's saying that he's not putting them on the same level yeah. whatsoever. But I'm just saying, in moving forward, I don't see a six, six, three, six, four guy being the goat. The goat whatsoever. It's just, I mean, it's just it just ain't happening. It just yet. won't. Yeah. It ain't happen we had yet. AI in this league, but I mean, even with yet. AI, yeah. he's, yeah. He, he's, he's a true. Yeah, yeah. He's a true. But yeah, for the, sure. The levels to it. The reason why LeBron is who he is, and Jordan was who he was, and Kobe is who he was. They got height advantage over. You know what I'm saying? Most most guys. Absolutely, absolutely. But next, I want to talk about um, this Philadelphia Eagles thing. Uh, Donald Trump. Number 45, the president of the United States, he put out a statement today um, <laughs> claiming to be uninviting <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. He's saying majority of the guys won't be coming. He's uninviting them. He won't allow people to come to the White House and disrespect the flag. Mind you, even though Philadelphia is probably known as the most woke team in the NBA for various reasons, you had Chris Long. He he dedicated his entire salary this season to social justice groups and social justice organizations. You had Malcolm Jenkins, who led the Players Coalition this year. They were able to negotiate $89 million with the NFL towards social justice issues. You had Torrey Smith that's been super outspoken. And although he wasn't on this Super Bowl winning team, I think it adds a little bit of fuel to the fire that the Eagles did just sign Michael Bennett, even though he was not on that team. But not one player on that team took a knee. This season, they made impact and made social change by still protesting and still supporting the movement and the cause. And obviously, they were huge, huge advocates of Meek Mill as well. So that's another thing that doesn't quite align with what we know Donald Trump to align himself with. So with that being said, to say that they can't come because they're going to take a knee at the White House and they haven't even taken a knee on the football field this year. It makes Trump, I mean, he's just showing how kind of obnoxious he really is about this whole national anthem issue. I ain't surprised, but I think that is foul and disrespectful. And, I mean, being open-minded, I wouldn't want somebody to be invited in my house and then come up and disrespect me. If I say, can you take your shoes off at the door, I'm expecting you to respect that. So... If I feel like somebody is a threat to just walk up in my house and disrespect me, I would be leery of inviting them too. You feel me? But the fact of you saying that they never nailed the None whole of them season, the whole season, I can't, I can't respect <laughs> Trump's nailed. decision, and I think it does nothing but cause more division. Period. Absolutely. Point blank, period. 
Absolutely. And really the thing is he's doing this and he's saying all of this about players who have already announced back when they won the Super Bowl that they weren't going anyway. The same thing that he did with Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors last year when they had already made a decision as a group not to go. Then he wants to put it out there and say that he's not allowing them to come. Donald Trump is a very smart, calculated man. What he's tweeting, what he just tweeted, (laughs) what he just tweeted is making us have this conversation, which he already knew people would do. Well, he's the president. No, but I'm saying he (laughs) he knows how to keep people from. He knows how to keep people thinking about the same thing and wrapping their minds around the same exact same exact um, issues that he's already not even thinking about anymore. He just tweeted whatever he tweeted about them not coming, already knowing that they wasn't, they didn't want to come anyway. Right. I, I, I'm hearing you. I'm it listening. Wasn't, it wasn't as if they wanted to come, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm uninviting you guys. He knew that they didn't want to come. Just like you said, he knew Steph Curry didn't want to come. But, all right, let me throw this out there. And for let the them, controversy. Right, for the controversy. Let me let them talk about this, and then I'm going to go handle my business over here. That's what well, Donald Trump knew, does. He could have knew they wasn't coming anyway. And yeah, said, he like, Yo, did knew they really, wasn't coming. Nobody, you know, he put a statement out. My players, nah, we ain't coming. Right. So, yeah, he knew I they it. wasn't coming, but he wants the people to continue to talk about stuff that's not really important to him, per se. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but he's for showing... us, it's important. Good point. I, starting I, off, I didn't get it, but I caught you. I'm hearing you, but the only thing that I would disagree on with that is... While, yeah, he may not care, and, yeah, he may be on to something else and bigger and better, I don't think that society, I don't think we're no longer at a point where he's tricking a lot of people into not knowing what's really going on in the White House. I don't think we're there anymore. No, no I don't think that ever Yeah, okay, okay. I I'm just not wanted saying, to clarify I'm not saying that. that I get all. what you're saying, but I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. I still think that people are onto his game and onto his every move because he is the president of the United States. And He's I think that's master. probably that's probably <laughs> his biggest challenge is having to deal with being the president when he probably had a little bit more power not being the president and having a gang of money. Right. When you become the president, there's a different role that you have to take. When about it. Yeah, right. when, when, when you're the president, you it's a specific role that you still have to play to a certain extent. And like I said, I think he's going above and beyond as far as his comments are concerned, the things that he's saying, some of the actions that he's taking. He's very blatant in how he's and how he feels. But I truly believe it's more of a situation where. It's a challenge for him. He's being challenged in a way that he's never been challenged before. But because he has money, he's willing to go off the walls and say whatever it is that he wants because he was super rich before he even got into the office and was able to get a position like this anyway. Oh, man. Never mind. I was going to say something crazy. Never mind. (laughs) I'm going to ask y'all off the air. (laughs) Lastly, I want to talk about uh, this Roseanne situation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Roseanne That was my dog too She's still my dog So The, 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 the new Kramer huh Yeah Bring Roseanne back. So Roseanne yeah. Went out And She called Obama's One of his advisors An ape Child of an ape Child of the Muslim men she she went and definitely made some racist comments She claimed that she was on Ambien she claimed that she was medicated at the time. And when I don't she give a damn being, I don't give a damn being if you was on Ambien. That ain't going to fly. She claimed she was on Ambien. She was on drugs. She was out of it. 
But we all know that Roxanne has... I said Roxanne. The reason why I said Roxanne, excuse me, is because I just watched that movie, Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah, I just watched that last night, believe it or not. It was a great movie. I recommend you all go watch that. But I just watched it last night for the first time. But Roseanne, she's definitely already had history of fiddling with politics in a negative way and in a racist way. And then to make it even worse, her ex-husband, who's also an actor, Tom Arnold, came out and said, yeah, she is racist. <laughs> She's been Damn. that way. Like, right. this was no surprise. He said that? He, his, her ex-husband came out and said it. So, mm. I, you know, I'm not surprised that it was Roseanne that did it. Roseanne is definitely a little bit older, and you know the older you get sometimes, you're willing yeah, to go I off am. the rails and say more than you probably... She's, I think she's past her time. Her show wasn't. Her show was actually having her a lot of success. Yeah. Her show was popping. But as far as her as an individual in society, I think she's past the time of being in her prime as a human being and not as an actress. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You but you know what I mean? Croak. Yeah, I, no, I'm not saying she's about to croak, but she's just not <laughs> in her prime. This isn't what she grew up on. This is this isn't what she got to know her entire life. She's adapting to she the lost don't a press lot of in method. Jobs by getting she lost show. a lot of people jobs, and That's it's like I said, the show was doing well. Right, the show is mm-hmm. super successful. Not surprised because of who she is, but I also think it was interesting because I was talking to. One of my homies, that's a comedian the other day. And it had me think about something that D-Boy told me a couple months back. Because my boy who's a comedian is like, man, it's interesting, though, because as a comedian, we go far and we take things far. Like, we take things to another level because that's the point of us being a comedian. Right. Mm -hmm. And right now we're in an era where we don't really know how far we can take it. That's not giving Roseanne an excuse because of her history. But... It reminded me of the conversation Steve that you had with Steve Harvey. Harvey. And if you could just kind of let us in to what Steve Harvey had to say as far as why he isn't doing stand-up comedian in the conversation you had with him. Yeah, why well, he said he wasn't doing stand-up comedy. Basically, somebody asked him. Um, we had a real intimate conversation with a group of about 20 people, and we was able to just fire away. And somebody asked him, like, is he thinking about making one last return to do, like, a retirement stand-up comedy act or whatever? And he was like, honestly, no. He like, I I got eight different gigs right now between Jeopardy, what, Double Jeopardy, Celebrity Family Jeopardy, feud. Family Feud, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Family Feud and Celebrity Family Feud. Talk and then show. his own show, the Steve uh, show, amongst other things. So he was basically saying at this point in time, with it being so risky on what you can say and what would offend people, he said it would jeopardize his job, his job's, to do that because he said that he felt like he wouldn't be able to be real. He would have to hold back and not be the same comedian and be as loose as he was 10 and 15 years ago and all of that. So he said for that reason, he thinks he's past the fact of wanting to jeopardize these eight gigs by doing one last show. So he said the fact that he can't be loose and be him, he says that he ain't going to be able to go as far as he wants to. And it would definitely lose him some endorsements and some jobs. And I'm going to finish it up with this. If Steve Harvey if Steve Harvey was conscious of that and he knew that he couldn't do that she for been. those particular reasons, Roseanne gets absolutely she was, she zero pass. <laughs> <laughs> she gets absolutely zero pass, if you ask me. Do you think there's any chance the show comes back? No. No. It's over. It's a wrap. No, it's a wrap. Career over then. Yeah, yeah I don't over. think the show comes back. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. That that was. Bye bye. She now. crossed the line. So with that being said, 
Shout yourselves out. Let them know where to follow you, where to look you up. D-Boy, LTD. We back in the <laughs> flesh. I still need y'all to go slap that Paragon. That's my latest and greatest release. We got some more on the way. Juma Black. Juma Black. Hit me up. Social media, J-U-M-A-B-L-A-Q. Holla. And you know where to find me, Pounce underscore Sation. Or just search my name, Devon Pouncey, and I'll be there probably tweeting about the NBA Finals. Y'all saw I was in NBA mode earlier in the episode because I called Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but y'all caught my drift there. But anywho, thank you for listening to the podcast. Continue to tune in, reach out to us, let us know your thoughts, comment, rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And we are now distributed on iHeartRadio. The podcast is now distributed on iHeartRadio. So if you ever go on there, if you have the iHeartRadio app, just search us, Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncey, and we will be there live and direct. With that being said, leaving y'all the only way we know how, and that is to stay woke. And go win.